Welcome to Proven and Probable. Today's guest pulls no punches. We're going to discuss politics, precious metals investing, and junior mining stocks in a common sense approach. Before we begin, I want to personally invite you to become the next subscriber to Proven and Probable. All you have to do is click the subscribe button, click the bell, and give us a thumbs up. And as a reminder, we conduct about two to three interviews per week. If you only click the subscribe button, you will not be notified of all of our interviews. Now, on to today's interview. We've got to stop lying to each other and we've got to start telling the truth. If the Democrats steal an election, we need to stand up and say, hey guys, you're not supposed to steal elections. If Donald Trump's an idiot and doing something foolish, we need to see Trump, you need to cut that shit out. Joining us for a conversation is Bob Moriarty, the founder of 321gold and 321energy.com and a world-renowned famous author. Mr. Moriarty, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's good to be here. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> and I'd like to give a big thank you to all of our veterans and uh, the unsung heroes as well, their family members. And I'm, I'm also honored and delighted to have a veteran here with us, and that's you, Bob. And thank you for all of your years of service and dedication to this great nation. I think, thank you, we, we have turned the military into a mercenary force and if what we were doing was actually for good, I would be in favor. But in fact, for really 50 years, the military has been used uh, to do terrible things all over the world. I, I used to be very proud of being a Marine, and I'm not so proud anymore. We, we've done terrible things. We need to stop attacking everybody else in the world. That's crazy. Well, one thing for certain, you always know where Bob Moriarty stands on any given topic. Speaking of topics, give us your thoughts on the election, sir. In one of my books, I try to make the point that if you know how to ask the right question, if you can think for yourself, you can invest in mining and resource stocks and know absolutely nothing about either the companies uh, or the industry. And that seems pretty outrageous. But let me ask some questions. In a gold market, bull market, what do shares do? Oh, they go up. Okay. In a bear market, what do they do? Oh, they go down. Okay. Now, it's not quite possible to tell when you transition from a bull market into a bear market, but it's really easy to see when you go from a bear market to a bull market. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the middle of 2001 until, I'm sorry, the middle of 2000 to the middle of 2001, there were probably 50 or 60 or 80 companies, including mining companies in production, that were selling for less than the cash they had on hand. I could think of one in particular, Richmond Mines. I was living in Miami at the time with Barbara, and Richmond Mines was actually producing gold. They were actually making a profit, 
and there was a time when the shares were selling for, uh, I think, 62 cents, and they had something like a dollar in cash. If you go to the middle of 2008 until the first three months of 2009, you had over 200 gold stocks selling for less of the cash they had on hand, including a Russian silver stock that was selling for 20 cents on the dollar. If you go to the end of 2015 into February of 2016, again, you had 100 companies selling for less than the cash they had on hand. I can give you a perfect example of a company that you and I are very familiar with. Novo Resources was selling for 22 cents. I'm sorry, was selling for 15 cents when they had 22 cents in cash. Now, if all you did is invest once every six or seven years and you ask the right question, and that question would be, gee, there, there's a multitude of companies selling dollar bills for 50 or 60 cents. Should I invest? The answer, of course, would be yes. Now, Novo went from 15 cents to $1.65, but here's what's beautiful. You didn't need to know anything about Novo. All you had to do is understand human psychology. Now, you're going to probably ask yourself, what the hell does that have to do with the election? And, and it's simple. It's exactly the same thing. Now, if there's anything I say here that you disagree with, I, I, I want you to say something. Would it be true that Hillary Clinton made up the whole Russian collusion thing because she wanted to cover her crimes with the classified information on an open server. Would that be a correct statement? Sounds pretty accurate. Okay. <clears throat> uh, would it also be true the FBI knew all about it because she sent an email to them and said what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to deflect attention from my email server. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Do you think Schiff and Pelosi knew that? I think that's a pretty fair assessment. The FBI knew it. Yes. The DOJ knew it. The CIA knew it. There was no Russian collusion between the Republicans and the Russians. However, there was Russian collusion. It was between Hillary Clinton, it was between Fusion, it was between DNC and the Russians and Steele. And, and the funny thing is we go in and impeach Trump because he, as a member of the executive branch, somehow interfered in the internal affairs of Ukraine. Now then. Was there any situation, say, in the last dozen years where a member of the executive branch interfered with the internal affairs of Ukraine? I would say yes. Would that be Joe Biden when <laughs> he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in aid if they didn't 
fire a prosecutor because he was investigating Burisma because Burisma was paying his son, who was a crack addict, $50,000 a month. Would that be interference in the inter- internal affairs of, of Ukraine? Mm-hmm. It certainly would. Okay. So it, the point that I'm trying to make is the DNC, Hillary Clinton, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA have all spent four years trying to overturn Trump, who was absolutely legally elected as president of the United States. Now, I am not a Trumper. I don't particularly like Donald Trump. but That's no big deal. I couldn't stand George Bush, and George Bush and I were contemporaries. There is no rule, there is no law, there is no tradition that you have to like your leader. However, if someone is elected fairly and squarely, he's your leader until you can elect some other idiot. Now then, if we know there was Russian collusion, if we know Hillary was in on it, the FBI was in on it, the DOJ, the DNC, the entire Democratic Party spent four years trying to overthrow Trump, what is the chance they will allow a fair election? Based on what you've conveyed to us, I would say the odds are pretty slim. No, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't exist. These guys spent four years. They, they impeached him. Now, I'm not sure how good you are at civics. The Democrats impeached Trump. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to have a reason. It didn't have to be legal. It didn't have to be right. The House of Representatives by themselves could impeach Trump, and that's exactly what they did. However, how many votes do they have to have in the Senate? You have to have 65. Who controls the Senate? The Senate is controlled by the Republicans. Okay, how the hell were the Democrats going to get 65 votes to remove Donald Trump from office when 52 of senators were Republicans? And the answer is there wasn't a chance in hell that that was going to happen. That was an entire exercise in futility. And what they've been trying to do all along is make Donald Trump look bad. Correct. And I think that's really stupid for a simple reason. Donald Trump can make himself look stupid all by himself. He doesn't need help. But they were trying to affect the election. It's really funny because they're saying he was interfering in Ukraine to affect the election when, in fact, it was the Democrats who were doing it. We're in the most dangerous period in American history, even more dangerous than 1860. And certainly the election of 1860 was a a very dangerous time. If the Democrats get away with it and Kamala Harris becomes president, half the people in the United States know it was a... Actually, hell, I'm wrong there. You think the Democrats don't know they stole the election? Of course they do. But now the Republicans know the Democrats tried to steal the election. So if Harris becomes president, okay, you're going to have an electorate 
where everybody is aware, you've got corruption going all the way to the top. Now then, this is where it gets even scarier. If the legal system works the way it should, and I'm not absolutely convinced that it, it will, but if it works the way that it should, and Donald Trump serves a second um, four years, what are the Democrats going to do? I I have no, I mean, they've seems to me they've thrown everything they can at him. No, there's one thing they haven't thrown at him yet. And what would that be? Well, what'd they do to Kennedy? Ah. Okay. If, if Trump clearly has won the election, and he did win the election, I can prove it statistically, uh, they're going to kill him. Okay, now I just said something that's important. I said I could prove statistically. <laughs> Bob, you actually shared a couple of things that caught my attention. The first being is that you shared the Harris administration, not the Biden administration. And then you shared that you could prove statistically that President Trump won the election. Uh, we're all interested to see what you have to say here. Okay, is there any particular reason that the number of people who follow someone on social media would be biased either towards the Democrats or towards the Republicans. I'm saying I'm I'm not I don't want you to put any kind of value judgment on either side. But the, is there any particular reason that that uh, social media by itself would indicate a bias? Do you have any idea what the ratio of of uh, Joe Biden followers is compared to Donald Trump? I would say it's much lower than Donald Trump's. How about eight to one? That's pretty How significant. Donald Trump has eight followers for every follower that Biden has. Now that if there is no bias, and quite bluntly, I see no reason to believe whatsoever that Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or any of those idiots uh, are, are, are biased inherently by itself, uh, who should have won the election? Those, you know, those, those eight, eight people following Donald Trump, mm -hmm. they're voters. Right. They have indicated, hey, we like this guy. Now, you don't have to like Trump. Okay, you just have to look at the numbers. Now, if people will go to my site and they will go to the archives and they will go to the interview that, that I did with U.S. Global and Frank Holmes a week ago, uh, we've got a chart in there that showed the number, number of followers on social media for uh, Biden and for uh, Trump. You can see the chart. I mean, it's not something I made up or give a damn about. Now then, I, I was talking about President Harris. If you do a search, you will see that Kamala Harris is already talking about the Harris administration. Now, why, why would she do that? Bob, are you implying that Vice President Harris plans to be president during the next four years? Well, again, it's just a question. You know the answer. You just have to ask the right question. Is Joe Biden seen out? In my view, there's, there's, <laughs> there are moments. Yeah. No, no. That's a yes or no question. That's a yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, unless you're brain dead and stupid, 
If you listen to Joe Biden, you realize that the guy has advanced Alzheimer's. He has a hard time completing a sentence, and it's really funny. He introduces his granddaughter as his dead son, who is running for office in, in Delaware. I listened to that, and I went, he, he didn't really say that, did he? Wow. But he does. And another time, he said, hi, I'm Joe Biden, and I'm running for senator. And I thought, somebody needs to wake his ass up. I mean, he's not running for Kamala Harris is significant because she's going to be the president if the Democrats manage to actually steal a thing. The plans are already in the works. She knows it. She made a slip of the tongue. And what's so amazing about Kamala Harris, I, I don't actually remember how many Democrats were running for president. And they were such nobodies. How in hell could you remember their name? But uh, the interesting thing was, it seems to me that like there were 10 or 12 people running for the, the Democratic primaries. Take a wild stab and who the most unpopular was the first person to drop out of the election. Admittedly, I did not keep up with the Democrats, but based on your questioning, I would assume then it was Mrs. Harris. Yes. So we have the most unpopular Democratic candidate. Let, let me think of a kind way of putting this <laughs> in. Who slap her way into office in California by being the mistress of the most powerful Democrat in California. Uh, I mean, her claim to fame is that uh, she literally slept her way into office. Holy cow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I, I was hoping this horror story would end, but I fear it's just beginning. Uh, do you remember, or have you got a simple definition for entropy? It's a term in physics that's very important for people to understand. As time passes, you go from a state, you go into a state of more and more chaos. Uh, it happens with boats, happens with airplanes, happens with the passage of 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 a bullet from a gun. Uh, as time passes, things become more chaotic. Now, I, I would submit things are pretty damn chaotic in the United States right now. And the one thing we absolutely know for certain is it's going to get more chaotic. And that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Which leads me to ask the next question. Do you believe that there will be an inauguration? And if yes, Will the citizens respond with calm or chaos? Well, yeah. I mean, there's going to be an inauguration of somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, if if it's Donald Trump, I mean, you're going to have riots like you've never seen before. Uh, and Antifa is actually funded by somebody. Uh, BLM, same thing, is funded mm -hmm. by somebody. They are terrorist groups. They have nothing to do with, with uh, black injustice. They have nothing to do with being anti-fascist. They, they are 
terrorist groups and they want to take over the United States. Uh, I, I'm not sure I discussed it with you or not. You understand the United States is not a democracy. It was never intended to be a democracy. It's a republic. Yes. Okay, that, that's important. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> if you want to understand democracy and why it's such a terrible form of government, democracy is two wolves and a sheep arguing over what to have for lunch. Mm-hmm. Democracy is literally mob rule. And uh, Antifa and BLM would uh, like to run the United States, would like to kill anyone who doesn't agree with them. And uh, it's going to get worse. And somebody's funding these idiots. Bob, this happens in every single one of our interviews. Someone listening hears you make a comment about their political candidate. And the assumption is that he must be for the other party. That is incorrect. Bob and I are neither Republican nor Democrat. We prefer to be objective, and we encourage you to look up what I share, what Bob shares, because here's what happens every single interview. Bob says something about my candidate, and then I'm going to give some kind of non-intellectual rebuttal. It's always a personal attack, and they never look up the information. And if you just hear another 20, 15 minutes into the interview, you realize, oh, wait a minute, he actually said something about the other candidate. The main thing we want you to do is to listen to what he's sharing, research it. And if the facts are there, the empirical evidence, then I'll let you decide if your emotions should override facts. Bob and I are based on facts. Yes, we have opinions. Yes, we're emotional people. But the the fact of the matter is, no pun intended, we focus on facts. And facts can be inconvenient, if you will, when you're very passionate about something. If facts can override your ideology, consider making a change. Now, Bob, you introduced a book to me earlier this year, Common Sense 2.0. It really highlighted a lot of what Americans need to know need to question their politicians, irrespective of their political affiliation, to get some clarity on where this nation is heading and how we can make it change its course. I'll I'll leave it there, and I'll let you introduce the book to us, Common Sense 2.0. Take it away, Bob. It is absolute. It is not my opinion. It is the opinion of everybody who passed Economics 101 with a D-grade or higher, the world is bankrupt. Now, that has happened a thousand times through history. There's nothing new to it. I mean, governments are a bunch of brain-dead idiots out to steal everything they can, and they eventually drain the treasury, and the country goes bankrupt. Uh, You go back to Moscow, or not Moscow, St. Petersburg in 1917, or, or Paris in 1789, we are seeing the precursors to a revolution slash civil war. And, and people may not understand this, but those are all absolutely economic in nature. BLM has nothing to do 
with uh, police brutality towards blacks. Mm. And I can prove it. Okay. If you think I'm wrong, send me something where anybody in the BLM that said black lives matter in Chicago. Because they don't give a damn. No. <laughs> it's supposed to matter in Atlanta. Black lives are supposed to matter in Minneapolis. Black lives are supposed to, to, to matter in Houston. But not in Chicago. Okay? You have 200 people in a weekend being shot. I guess who's shooting them? Ain't the damn cops. No. They're shooting each other. Okay? Now, I am absolutely, totally against police brutality, against whites, against blacks, against greens, against anybody, against monkeys, for all I care. However, you've got to sit there and say, wait a minute. We've got to do something about these 96% of black young men shooting black young men. Okay, I don't want to hear about police brutality. Yes, police brutality exists. But all of these guys that we've made into heroes like George Floyd, the guy was a drug addict. He was selling drugs. He had passed a bad bill. He was arrested. And he was having a, a heart seizure because of ingesting the drugs that he was selling in the backseat of the vehicle. He did not die because of the cop. He died because of taking drugs. Now, please don't tell me he's a hero. I don't give a shit what its color is. He was a drug addict and he killed himself. We've got to stop lying to each other and we've got to start telling the truth. If the Democrats steal an election, we need to stand up and say, hey, guys, you're not supposed to steal elections. If Donald Trump's an idiot and doing something foolish, we need to see Trump. You need to cut that shit out. But we need to get real and stop all, all this total political horseshit. If you look at Fauci, now they've come out with this marvelous new drug, okay, that's going to cure COVID. You know, the problem is we've known how to cure COVID for, for six months. Fauci won't allow it. It's called HCQ. Now, everybody calls it HCQ because they're trying to confuse you. Let me tell you what HCQ is. It's quinine. We know all about quinine. Mm -hmm. HCQ is synthetic quinine. It's been around for 65 years. We know what all the problems it can create, and we know what it'll do. And if you take quinine zinc, you're not going to have COVID. We could cure COVID right now. We do not need drugs that cost thousands of dollars a dose. We do not need to feed big pharma. And that's exactly what Fauci and the rest of the idiots of the NIH and the CDC are doing. We need to start telling the truth. And until you do start telling the truth, things are going to get worse quite bluntly. It all goes back to honest money. If you have dishonest money, you have a dishonest financial system. And it leads to so many of these subgroups that start to form and start to deviate the message of, of what liberty is all about, what this nation is all about. And, but as you've shared, there have been so many countries that have fallen. The money turns into currency. And then 
you start to see the subgroups form and the morals decline. It, back to Black Lives Matter. That's a very touchy one, if I may interject there. So I'm biracial. It, it absolutely should not be touchy. <laughs> You're right. It, or black should say, we've got to eliminate police brutality in the uh, United States. There's no disagreement there. I think I, what... what I, 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 well, no, I mean, there absolutely is disagreement. I'm sure you're going to take a lot of shit for, for letting me say this. But we also have to say, wait a minute, there is a lot of crime among young black men, and them shooting each other is literally totally out of control. Now, in the book that you referenced, I mean, it was amazing to me. We know how to get rid of all that crime. And it isn't by throwing people into jail. When you throw people into jail, all you're doing is teaching them how to be better criminals. Mm-hmm. We can eliminate the crime by taking the money out of it. How do you take the money out of it? Well, we have you, to leave. You, you make guys, things legal. Yeah. You want to take it? If I had my way, I would load dump trucks up with heroin. Dump trucks filled with cocaine and I would hand out free spoons and I, I, I would drive in every neighborhood in the United States not say knock yourself out pal you want to have a good time <laughs> here it is baby that would cure the problem because all of the people stupid enough to use those drugs they would not be a problem in a week or two and yeah, absolutely. since it was perfectly legal, you wouldn't have 15 or 16-year-old kids standing on a corner making a $1,000 a day. Those guys are all armed, and they want to keep their turf, and if anybody's selling nearby them, they'll shoot them. We can eliminate all that crime. I'll, I'll give you a number. You're basically advocating that the free market works here. No, not at all. What I advocate is that if you take the money out of the crime, you eliminate the crime, and I can prove it, okay? We had prohibition of alcohol in effect until 1933, and the Roosevelt administration was elected into office, and they realized how much crime it had created and how much corruption. We, We had totally corrupted the judicial system and the police in the United States, just as we have today. And uh, Congress voted, said, okay, we're going to eliminate prohibition. If you want to drink, that's okay. Between 1933 and 1934, the violent crime rate in the United States dropped by 69%. Mm -hmm. The violent crime was not a function of alcohol any more than heroin or cocaine is a function of the crime, the violent crime is a function of the prohibition. And if you get rid of the prohibition, people stand on the court and say, you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to have a hamburger tonight, but I haven't got any money. And you could always say, well, hell, why don't you get a job? Why don't you go to work? Is it Portugal? That's a good example of that. Is that correct? That's correct. Portugal mm-hmm. did that. Portugal has virtually zero drug crime. Other countries, such as Switzerland, there are places in Switzerland that you could shoot up cocaine or heroin 
uh, they'll give you the needles for it. I, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that. And, and the problem is all of the countries that surround Switzerland uh, still have the, the drug prohibition. So, so there's still drug crime associated with it. But all the burglaries in the United States, all the robberies in the United States, 90% of the murders uh, we can eliminate by doing exactly the same thing Portugal did. And, 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 and the problem is, and that's a really good book, that Common Sense 2.0, the guy talks about all the very real problems the United States has, such as student debt, Okay, students getting out of college with $32,000 apiece in student loans, they're in handcuffs, they're in chains, okay? They are slaves. So when they should be just starting their career, uh, they're slaves, they're debt slaves. And, and that's just simply wrong. And the banks... And the colleges have taken advantage of that. And college tuition has increased 700% when overall inflation only went up to 200%. The banks don't care because they're guaranteed uh, they're going to get the, pay, the money paid back because you can't, cannot discharge the debt in bankruptcy. Now, uh, Joe Biden has just said something in the last day or two about Student student loans and fifty thousand dollars. Are are you aware of what he said, Maurice? I think he was sharing a debt forgiveness. Is that correct? Uh, he called it debt forgiveness, but <laughs> we we've decided we're going to stop lying to each other. So what is it he's proposing? What is it in real terms? Well, basically, the 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 debt gets deferred to taxpayers. What he's going to do is he's going to transfer the student loan debt from the student to taxpayers. Mm -hmm. So the students have, don't have to pay it back anymore. Their parents do. What a, what a great idea. Damn, why didn't I think about that? If I've got all this debt, you know, like half a million dollars in debt because the United States is fighting all these stupid wars, why don't I transfer it to my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids? Then I don't want to pay it. Damn. I, I think that's just a wonderful idea. And you see the, the disguise. It's, it's in the title, Debt Forgiveness. It sounds forgiveness. is, is This is a genuine person that understands we're going through hard times. But then you really, if you look further, as we're asking everyone to do, look further into what it really means. If I don't have kids, I'm paying for someone else's kids to go to college. Now, look, if you want to go to college, great. But that's your decision, not mine. Why am I paying for it? And then once you do receive your degree and I paid for it, what's the benefit to me? What do I receive? Are you going to come back and pay me for what I put well, into it, your education? <laughs> it, it's actually worse than that, Maurice. You're paying for the colleges to, to have way too many people working there at too high a salary, and, and you're paying the, the money to the banks. It is a corrupt system, and it is a corrupt system because we have dishonest money, and you cannot have a legitimate economy. You cannot have an honest economy until you have honest money. It's that simple. 
the crazy thing is people think I'm a gold bug. Hell, I'm not a gold bug. You can do it with salt. You can do it with big round rocks. You can do it with shells. You can do it with beads. You can do it with anything. It just has to be honest money. And we don't have honest money. And we've got so much corruption that this election, unfortunately, uh, the rest of the world has looked at this as just totally disgusted. Whatever credibility the United States built up over the last 200 years, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone, and, and here's some, some evidence to that. So you have Basel III. We've discussed that in the past, where gold is now a Tier 1 asset, where it's been a Tier 3 asset. You have uh, the new Bretton Woods 2.0, uh, being discussed, and uh, yeah, I mean the and what that's basically saying is the central banks of the world, our allies, are basically saying, "Hey, we're why are we using the U.S. currency to trade between one another to solve each other's debts problems? If I owe you and you owe me, these guys are lazy. They're not manufacturing and they're just printing away. It makes complete sense, and so the book is extremely timely, and for someone that is concerned it's a 10 what how much is it on amazon i think it's about 10 10 bucks on amazon i i think so something like that i benefit nothing financially from it 10 bucks on amazon one of the best investments you can make an investment in yourself an investment in your family an investment in your country speaking of that one of many solutions in that book is it is owning and having some physical precious metals what precious metals are you buying right now silver you're buying silver and yep. uh, why silver? You know, someone new to our, our conversation, we've discussed this many times, but one would assume, okay, Maurice, you just referenced Basel III and you said gold. Why is Bob saying silver? Because it's cheap. In that same category, what about platinum? Platinum's cheap, but it's not as cheap as silver. If you were starting your precious metals portfolio, you own none, would you start with some gold or would you go strictly silver, platinum, I, I, I would start off with silver because you can buy silver rounds or you can buy eagles or maples uh, without substantial premium. Uh, so you, you literally, if you've got 25 bucks, you can own an ounce of silver. And obviously that's not true of gold. Really the smallest reasonable size of gold would be a tenth of an ounce, and that—that's almost uh, two hundred dollars. Okay, so that's not necessarily cheap. When when I buy metals, I I cheat. Give us the formula for cheating. <laughs> okay. Of all the people you know, who would be more in touch with what people are buying and selling on a day-to-day basis? Well, it'd be the person selling. No, no. People sell all the time. But I mean, I what I'm saying is there's somebody that you know who who absolutely would have their finger on what's going on in the market. Who, who would that be? Well, I'm going to be a little biased. I would say maybe someone in my position. Exactly. Sorry for the interruption, folks, but I do want to remind you that I'm a licensed representative to buy and sell physical precious metals delivered directly to your home in the form of gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and rhodium to offshore depositories and precious metal IRAs. Give me a call at 
855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please make sure you click the subscribe button, click the bell, and give us a thumbs up if you like our content. Now, back to the interview. Okay, here's, here's what's crazy. Everybody else has got an opinion. Okay, now opinions are absolutely worthless, okay? You go into Starbucks and to order a cup of coffee, okay, and say, hey, you know, how much does it cost? It's five bucks an opinion. How much, how much is it without the opinion? Well, it's five bucks, okay? Opinions are worthless. However, the guys who are in the trade, they know exactly what is happening. And I have close contact with someone who runs a precious metal storage place. And when I've got some excess money, uh, I call them up and I say, hey, somebody is going to want to sell something soon. Uh, when they do, call me and I'll be a buyer. And I, I think I've done this like half a dozen times in the last two or three years. And every single time, it nails it to the day. And about 10 days ago, he called up and said, somebody wants to sell some, some big silver bars. Are you a buyer? And I said, yep. So, so basically, I'm not smart enough to know when gold and silver top or bottom. However, the people who actually trade in those commodities can see on a day-to-day -day basis if people are buying or people are selling. So since I'm not smart enough, I just cheat. One of the things we pride ourselves on proving improbable is we don't bring someone on to give us an opinion on what the gold or silver price is going to be at said date. We just use the ratios and it makes sense. And that's how you're able to just simply say silver and platinum is on sale. You didn't reference gold in particular, and you definitely didn't reference palladium and rhodium. But anyone listening to our work, go back three, four years ago. Bob and myself, we were foot stomping rhodium. And rhodium at that time, it spiked. It went down to around 590 just briefly, didn't it? And it, it, said, it, it, it got really, really cheap. And I, I had talked to somebody and told them to buy rhodium at 1200 bucks an ounce because it was cheap and literally got a call, you know, one out seven or 800 saying, you really stiffed me, you lied to me, you know, you were dead wrong. I said, no, you should be buying more. And, and tell them what rhodium is now. Uh, 14,000 last time I checked. 14,000. It went from under 600 to $14,000. Now, there are people who absolutely claim to be gurus. I'm not one of them, okay? And you need to look at the silver gurus and the gold gurus and ask yourself, have these guys ever said anything that you could actually make money from? And the funny thing is, there are guys that have been around 20 years there isn't any time in the last 20 years you could have made money listening to them because they're, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not going to tell people what they want to hear. The fact that people get pissed at me means I'm probably correct. <laughs> and the important thing is you didn't give a, a number. 
I hear this all the time. I get phone calls. Maurice, did you hear this interview on this other program? No, I didn't because I don't, I don't follow my peers in the industry, but they'll tell me about the interview. And the person says, silver's going to be at 40 bucks at this certain date. Well, okay. What, that doesn't mean anything to me. And how many times has that person said that? And that's why we don't bring them on our, this program. But you, you referenced as well. There's other factors you have to look at. What is the ratio between silver and the other metals? And what is the currency doing? That is a big factor because you're using the, the, the number 40, which is currency. So what's going on with the currency at the set time? So more factors go into it than just being told that you're manipulated, uh, naked short sales, COMEX. There's more to the story, and, and we like to be objective and provide just empirical evidence. <laughs> Actually, there's less to the story. If you keep it simple and understand that, you know, somebody saying gold's going to 3000 in a year is an absolutely meaningless statement. They're telling you what you want to hear. Uh, discard the noise and listen to the signal. You should buy precious metals when they're cheap. You should buy gold stocks when they're cheap. I just gave you a way. You know, if somebody would like to make a 1,000% return, all you got to do is sit on your hands until 200 companies are selling for less than the cash they've got on hand and then throw money at, at any piece of crap stock out there. In a bull market... Even the crap stocks go up, and in a bear market, even the best stocks go down. So don't make it complicated. I, I'll give you a number, Maurice. Tell me what you think about $50,000 an ounce for gold. Oh, that sounds pretty intriguing, sir. <laughs> Do you want to live in a world with $50,000 gold? Why would not? Exactly. Okay, so all these guys who are trying to pick numbers and trying to impress everybody with, oh, God, I listened to this mock guru who said, silver's going to $200 an ounce. Holy cow, I got to own gold or silver. Uh, you, you don't want to live in a world $50,000 gold because what it means essentially is the economy has stopped. We've had a total crash of the dollar. And uh, we're, we're in Zimbabwe terms. And, and unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, AOC, these people deliberately want to destroy the value of the dollar. And unfortunately, they're succeeding. Well, speaking of gold stocks, and let's bring some of those to listeners' attention here. I like to call them the Dr. Quentin Henney companies. Let's begin with Novo Resources. What can you share with us? Okay, uh, I, I have followed Novo literally uh, 13 years now. And I said in the first article that I wrote about them in 2012, um, it, it was going to be somewhere between 10 and 100 bagger. And so far, it's correct. It went from 25 cents to about nine bucks. So it's so far, it's been up uh, 3,500%, but uh, they're going into production uh, probably first two weeks of February. Uh, they're going to have great cash flow. They have a lot of irons in the fire. They've got one of the greatest gold deposits in history. I am in the process of writing a book 
that's going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Maybe, maybe, maybe not all of it, but uh, I, I will publish that book on the day they pour the first Dore bar. Yeah, no, Dr. Quinnahani and the entire team there, they're doing a remarkable job there, and the production portion of it is, uh, you're referring to Beaton's Creek, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, actually, not Beaton's Creek. Actually, it's Nulligine. They've taken over the Millennium Mill. Mm -hmm. The ore will be coming from Beaton's Creek, yes. But right. the, the mill is in Nulligine. Yeah, great work there. And the, the symbol there for Noble Resources is N, as in Nancy, V as in Victor, and O as in Oscar. Let's go to Fiji and visit Line 1 Metals, the Tavatu Alkaline Gold Deposit. There are eight alkaline gold deposits that I'm aware of in the world. They have anywhere from 5 to 20 million ounces. Lion 1 has 100% ownership of one of them in Fiji. They've had extraordinary girl results. They've got kind of an interesting situation. They had, they they believed that what they needed to do was get into production as fast as possible. So they came up with a plan, and they're actually permitted to go into production. But they were trying to do things cheap, and they bought some used drills. And you just can't do that in the mining business. But uh, Wally has done a great job of raising money. It's got about $65 million in the treasury now. Uh, Quentin Henney is an advisor to them. They're drilling deep. They're coming up with extraordinary intercepts. Because there has been no news, because of the uh, assay labs being dilatory, the stocks dropped from about four bucks to, I think, about a buck sixty right now. And it's, it's cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just added to our position uh, in the last two weeks on line one. Yeah. Let's go to British Columbia and visit the Exodus Gold Project and then down to Nevada with the Slumber and Sandy, and that's with NV Gold and Peter Ball. Uh, I have known Peter for a long time. He's a very qualified guy. Uh, Quentin is, is, again, an advisor. I don't know very much about their BC project, but I know they're moving forward on that, and they've got some good good projects in Nevada, and they're fixing a drill slumber project. They are in home run country, and you could fail nine out of ten times and still be a ten-bagger. And the team that they have, just the, the investors, the intellectual capital they have on Envy Gold, it's remarkable. It's second to none. All right, let's switch over to uh, Greg Johnson and the Metallic Group of Companies, and let's begin with an interview we just released yesterday, and that's on Group 10 Metals out of Montana at the Stillwater West with Michael Raleigh there. Uh, that's a really interesting situation because they have the mirror image of the Stillwater deposit, and the Stillwater mine is actually in production. It's an extremely valuable asset. Uh they don't get, get much credit. Uh, platinum's cheap, but palladium's like 2100 bucks an ounce right now. And Stillwater is very palladium-rich, so they should be getting a lot more credibility than they actually have. 
it would absolutely be worth listening to the interview. I, I've known Greg. The first company that I wrote up was Nova Gold, and Nova Gold only had five employees at the time. And, of course, Greg was one of them. I, I think Greg's great. He's very bright. He's running three companies. He's got the platinum company. He's got a copper company. He's got a silver company. And they are all exceptionally well run in, in great districts. They are going to be beneficiaries of what I believe is going to be the biggest gold rush in history. You know, speaking of uh, a tin bagger, Metallic Minerals, uh, which is the silver company, has done just that. But let's go right back to uh, Group 10 Metals there. So Palladium Platinum results just got released, 11 grams per ton. Nickel at 0.7%. They just completed their 2020 exploration program. They did some mapping, sampling, and the IP survey is going to be coming out soon. And you and I just referenced rhodium. They announced earlier this year 6 grams per ton on rhodium. That's that's remarkable, <laughs> and wow. the market the market is just ignoring these guys. Yeah, well, six grams per ton. Let me think about this. That is a fifth of an ounce, so that's almost three thousand dollars a ton. Let's switch now to the silver company we just referenced, and that is Metallic Minerals. Uh, take us there, please. They're in the silver district in in the Yukon, the Kino Hill. Yeah, as it, it's one of the richest silver districts in history and uh they're they're moving forward and if you like silver you absolutely have to like the very few true silver companies and they've got it let's finish up with the third company in the metallic group and that is granite creek copper i i'm of kind of mixed emotions about the electric vehicles there's a lot we're not being told. Wind power and solar power tends to be a 3% solution. So we pay a lot of attention to it, but it isn't necessarily valid economically. When a wind turbine wears out, okay, it's incredibly destructive to the uh, environment. Because you can't do anything with those wind vanes, okay? They're, mm -hmm. they're carbon, and uh, they, they create a big mess. I, I, I'm not a believer in, in uh, alcohol from corn or wind power or, so far, solar power. They sound good, but they're feel-good solutions. They're 3% solutions. Of course, nobody mm -hmm. wants to tell you that because they want you to invest in it. However, if you believe that electric vehicles are the future, then uh, we're going to have the biggest damn shortage of copper you ever saw. And anybody who's in copper is going to have substantial demand. Now, copper is about three bucks a pound. It's been its highest four and a half bucks a pound in the last 10 years. It, it, you're going to see su substantial increase in, in the value of copper, it, if if electric vehicles are what they're told, I I and I can tell you I believe it, but a lot of people do. But we're going to consume more copper in the next twenty five years than all of recorded history combined, and then you take a look at uh, Granite Creek Copper here. They're in the Minto Copper District. 
They have oxide versus sulfide. That's important to know to that story there. And uh, they just made an acquisition with the Carmex. There's there's some good stuff going on there. Uh, you understand uh, with, with copper why oxide is so desirable. It's so much cheaper to process. If you have an oxide copper deposit, literally, you could throw pieces of iron scrap in a barrel, or not in a barrel, but in, in, in a little pond, okay, and put in some acid, and the copper will plate the iron. Uh, copper is a very, uh, it, it moves easily uh, to iron. It has an affinity to iron. So it's very, very, very cheap and easy to permit and, and to actually process. If you've got sulfides, you've got to float the stuff, and the whole process is a lot more complicated. It's a lot more expensive. So oxide silver projects, and they're not the only one. Uh, Keith Barron's got an oxide silver project in, in Ecuador and in Peru. Uh, there's some great oxide deposits. It, it, my preference is always oxide and again, it's a brownfields play. All of the metallic group companies are brownfields plays in, in good mining jurisdictions, which is important to note because a lot of the copper companies are not. <laughs> Let's go to Saskatchewan, Canada and visit Tim Termundi and Tyga Gold, where they just had a breaking news release on the Fisher Project, where SSR just announced a 60% uh, earn-in interest in a joint venture on the Fisher Project, and that also starts the clock. Um one year from today on an additional 20% interest with $3 million in cash. And uh, keep in mind here that the Taiga retains a 2.5% NSR on the Fisher. Okay, let me make a comment that's totally off subject, but it's a good project. Uh, that deal, by the way, is an exceptional deal because uh, Tagla, it, Taiga is getting $800,000 reimbursed and we'll get another $3 million handed to them a year from now. Uh, do you remember what the original name of SSR was? Silver, the tip. Stand, Silver Standard Resources. That's and it. Silver Standard was absolutely one of the greatest stories uh, of the early 21st century because they had invested in dozens of silver projects, they were picking up ounces of silver for two and three cents an ounce. And in, in, in the bull market that ran from 2001 until 2008, um, companies were getting a dollar, two dollars, three dollars an ounce. So silver standard absolutely made out like a bandit. And some bozo came up and said, we, we need a better name. So SSR stands for Silver Standard Resources. They took one of the greatest names in mining and they turned it into SSR Mining. God, <laughs> I hope they fired that guy. <laughs> one more uh, little uh, uh, caveat to the to the deal as well is that uh, there will be no exploration costs here for Taiga, which basically they're a spin out. Uh, if you know the history of Eagle Plains, but they've basically taken the concept of a project generator, brought in a joint venture partner. That joint venture partner is going to do all the drilling, no cost to the shareholders. It's it's good business acumen. 
And and the stock is it's especially cheap. Yes, it's in the twenty low twenties, high teens. Yep. Take a foot stomp, take a look at that one. <laughs> All right, let's go visit Judson Coulter Rover Metals at the Cabin Lake Gold Project. They just uh, announced some drill results where they twinned a historic uh, Cabin Lake Gold Project there. Okay, and, and this is one of those uh, interesting stories that you need to pay attention to very closely. They haven't actually discovered anything. But what they have done is they have duplicated what they believed was there. So they've gone from a historic resource into a real resource. But uh, they had 22 meters of about 8-gram gold. 8-gram gold is worth about $440, okay? So $440 times 22 meters, okay, is, is great. The company has a market cap of under $6 million, okay? To have those kind of numbers, they absolutely duplicated what they believed was there. They were twin holes. They, this is not ex, new expiration. They're not step-outs. They're not infills. They're twinning what they believed was there. But what they believed was there was accurate. And now they're going to go into the phase two program and in early uh, 2021, uh, they're going to start adding ounces. But, you know, when you got a, a gold company worth six million bucks, that's pretty damn cheap. Yeah, they're under 10 cents right now. This is a company definitely take a look at. And again, that's uh, Rover Metals, Judson Coulter, and the symbol is R-O-V-R. Last company here. We discussed silver, so we might as well bring them in. Dolly Varden, what can you share with us? I love Dolly Varden. Uh, Dolly Varden, and some company names are just great names. Dolly Varden was one of the greatest silver mines in Canadian history. And Dolly Varden Silver is up there in that area uh, in northern BC. They are surrounded by... Uh, majors and mid-tier companies, uh, I believe someone is going to have to do a deal with Dolly Varden, and I think it will be very favorable for Dolly Varden. Now, whether Dolly Varden takes somebody else's project over or somebody does a deal with Dolly Varden, uh, I, I think they're going to do very well. Now, here's how you can make a lot of money. I, I, I've said it a hundred times. You're going to hear it a hundred times more. Buy things when they're cheap. Sell them when they're expensive. In March, when everything crashed, Dolly Gordon got down to 16 and a half cents. In August, when silver and gold topped, it got up to $1.17. So you had about 700% increase if you were smart enough to buy when it was cheap nothing changed about the company just because the market panics doesn't mean you have to panic uh you could have made 700 percent uh it has corrected that is a healthy thing it is not a sign of oh my god they're dumping silver it's a conspiracy well, that's bullshit okay stocks go up and stocks go down 
stock went from 16 and a half cents to $1.17, then it corrected. Uh, it's 84 cents now. That's a healthy thing. It mm -hmm. is ready to move higher. And and in all fairness, we know we forgot to reference Granite Creek Copper. They were at uh, three and a half cents and jumped up to seventeen cents. So three and a half cents, I want to say it was May, and they've recently reached seventeen and a half cents. These are the companies we've been sharing with you. Bob and I've shared these same names, and it seems like the thesis and price don't seem to match for somebody. <laughs> they they sell at the wrong time or they buy at the wrong time. Listen to the interviews and just just listen to what the gentleman just shared. He said, "Buy low and you sell high." It's that simple. And we're looking for something else to, to some type of additional narrative to um, qualify why we sold at the wrong time or bought at the wrong time. And I do want to share, I forgot to reference this as well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be doing an interview exactly in about an hour with uh, Tiger Gold and Tim Tremundi. So look forward for that interview right after this interview. And last week we just interviewed uh, Rover Metals and the week prior, NV Gold. So take a look at our website all those interviews are there, and Bob, I'm, I, I really do appreciate the fact that you share them with your subscribers as well. So in closing, give us any last parting words. Uh, you know, my favorite question always is, what keeps you up at night, and what did I forget to ask? So I'll leave that to you, sir. Well, the good news is I, I don't have any more goats climbing on the roof. There were, in fact, climbing goats. You pointed that out, picture climbing goats. And if there were goats climbing on my roof, they are no longer climbing on my roof. So the goats are happy, and I'm happy. Uh, now, wait a minute. I, I want to share this. If anyone listens to the, what was that? I think that's two interviews back. Yeah. And, and, and you didn't believe me. <laughs> I remember that conversation. So it was goats. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. What do I look like or sound like I'm crazy? Who the hell would believe <laughs> climbing goats? Give me a break. I can't believe I was correct, but uh, then again, I've. Uh, well, you did. You did send me a picture, and it was pretty hard to argue with the picture. But one of the things that I realized, I'm not sure that you realize. Yes. You have goats and trees, but do you realize those goats were actually born there? That's a goat tree. I did not know that. I thought that the the goats that climbed the trees, I actually thought they were in Morocco. And so I, well, I don't no, no, think they're, you're in Morocco. Tree. You know, it's like a spaghetti tree. Huh. No, I, I didn't know that. I just knew that I saw in some nature documentary that goats climb trees, and I never forgot that, but I thought it was something in Morocco. and I didn't think you were Morocco, but I digress. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I do want to comment, uh, I, I think that if you buy nobody knows anything in basic investing and resource stocks, depending on whether you're in Canada or in the UK or France or the United States, it, it's like 25 bucks. If you cannot afford 25 bucks to buy both of those books, you have no business in resource stocks. They are good books. They give excellent advice. Don't believe me. Read the hundreds of reviews, including a lot of people who say they're the best books on investing they've ever read. It's interesting you referenced that. And, and I second that. I do not benefit financially from anyone purchasing these books, but I want a foot stomp, just as we referenced Common Sense 2.0. I have benefited financially and intellectually. My kids read them. 
as of last night, uh, Bob, I got to share with you, we were discussing, uh, my twins are 10, and we were discussing the word contrarian. It seems like uh, for some reason it resonated with them, the mass psychology of how we were on the interstate last night and there was an accident. And they were referencing how everybody has to stop and stare and how the crowd just, everyone emulates one another. Why not just take the exit and go go a different route? And it seems like that that just resonates with them and, and they talk about contrarian nobody knows anything that was just last night <laughs> and here you are referencing it you know don't follow the crowd go a different path well it it's those they're things that we know we just don't know that we know we've got to ask the right questions you don't have to know anything about resource stocks but you can make money if you can learn to think for yourself and and ignore everybody uh Less, it, it's your money. Um, if if I give really bad advice and, and you follow it, it, it doesn't hurt me. It hurts you. If I give good advice, I don't expect a commission. Okay. You're making decisions for your future. And if you think that there's somebody you can go to and you can pay money and everything he tells you is going to be correct, it ain't going to happen. I've been looking for that guy for 70 years, and I can't find him. <laughs> well, add on 45 years here. So, yeah, combined years, we, we haven't found him. But I trust that uh, you're one of the most reliable, trusted sources that I can find out there. Thank you for all your time and your expertise. And Bob, if somebody wants to find out more about your work, please share the website address. Uh, 321 Gold and the 321 Energy. We're fairly quiet on 321 Energy right now because nobody really cares about energy. But uh, the central banks of the world have pretty much murdered fiat currencies. And that's not a good thing. It's actually a bad thing. But you can buy an insurance policy on government stupidity, even as you observe the stupidity. And that's all gold, silver, platinum, and rhodium stuff are. They're, they're just a, a, a bet on government stupidity. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to purchase any gold or silver, or platinum, palladium, or rhodium, give me a call at 855 505 1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. And again, that is physical delivery to your house. That's a question I get all the time. <laughs> all right, Bob Moriarty of 321 Gold and 321 Energy. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Wishing you the absolute best, sir. Very good. Thank you. It's been fun. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.